Blame is simply the discharging of discomfort and pain. It has an inverse relationship with... That's Brene Brown, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. So today we have Brene Brown back on the show, and she really needs no introduction. She's super popular, a New York Times bestselling author, professor, speaker, and podcaster. And she's really doing some amazing work around the topic of vulnerability and In today's clip, she's here to talk about empathy. And to be empathic simply means having the ability to understand or feel what another person is going through from their point of view. Uh, It's really just being emotionally present for that person. So in today's clip, like I said, she's going to be breaking down the difference between sympathy and empathy. She's also going to be talking about blame. And toward the end of the clip, she's going to be talking about the one thing that you should never say if you're trying to be empathic. So without further ado, here's Brene Brown. Enjoy. Let's talk about some of the big blocks to empathy that are born out of a lack of vulnerability. I loved this photo because it's armor, but it's a close-up of armor. Um, Sympathy. So what is empathy and why is it very different than sympathy? How many of you think about empathy and sympathy as very different things? A few people. Empathy fuels connection. Sympathy drives disconnection. I'll tell you why. Empathy, it's very interesting. Teresa Wiseman is a nursing scholar, actually from the UK, who studied professions very diverse professions where empathy is relevant and came up with four qualities of empathy. Four things that empathy always had in common. They were perspective taking, the ability to take the perspective of another person or or recognize their perspective as their truth. Staying out of judgment, not easy when you enjoy it as much as most of us do. (laughs) Recognizing emotion in other people and then communicating that. Empathy is feeling with people. So if Tim called, Tim, I'm going to use you as an example. Is that okay? Tim called and said, I just finished my rewrites on this article. I'm trying to think of something we have in common, which is writing. I just finished my rewrites on this article, and they've sent it back again. And I just have this overwhelming feeling that nothing's going to be, nothing's going to please these folks. So... To respond empathically or empathetically, you can say it either way, I would need to try to understand his perspective, stay out of judgment, recognize what he's feeling, and kind of communicate it back. Now, when you're teaching graduate students who are new to counseling, they like to go, oh, Tim, (laughs) you must be feeling 
so sad. I feel that with you. Um, which is not exactly what empathy looks like. Um, painfully sometimes, maybe. But if, if, I, if he said that to me and I went, I hate that. Would you know I've been there? I hate that. Or if I looked at him and said, or talked on the phone even and said, oh God, there's nothing worse than just keep on sending it in and sending it in. That's empathy. Empathy is I'm feeling with you. Sympathy, I'm feeling for you. How would it feel, Tim, if I said, oh, you poor thing? How does that feel for y'all? Okay, so someone just went like this. Like, keep it. So sympathy is about feeling for, empathy is feeling with. And to me, I always think of empathy as this kind of sacred space when someone's kind of in a deep hole and they shout out from the bottom and they say, I'm stuck, it's dark, I'm overwhelmed. And then we look and we say, hey, and climb down. I know what it's like down here and you're not alone. Sympathy is dark, deep hole. Ooh, it's bad, uh huh. Uh, no. You want a sandwich? Um, empathy is, I see you, it's bad, but stuff like that didn't happen to people like me. In Texas, did someone, who said yay? Are there Texans here? Houstonian. Y'all were my favorite right from the beginning. I knew there was something, empathically. Um, in Texas, in the South in general, in the U.S., we have the worst saying ever that just smacks and reeks of sympathy, which is if Tim called and said, I keep sending it in, and they keep pushing it back. And I looked at you and said, bless your heart. <laughs> How does that feel? It makes you pretty mad. Because basically what I'm saying is that sucks, but too bad, and God is on my side. <laughs> I've decided I can make a million dollars in Texas by simply selling a t-shirt that says, if you bless my heart, I'll punch your face. <laughs> so empathy is, you can't, with a locked up heart, with invulnerability, you cannot be empathic because when you call me, empathy is not the default. Empathy is a choice and it's a vulnerable choice because in order to connect with you, I have to connect with something in myself that knows that feeling. And when you called, man, I was just unloading the dishwasher, minding my own business in my happy place. And now I have to connect with the fact that truthfully, I could wallpaper this room with rejection and revision letters. And I have to touch base with that place in order to be empathic back. So sympathy is one of the things that really gets in the way of empathy. And sympathy is also often how we respond when we don't want to be vulnerable to someone else's struggle. Does that make sense? The next one, oh, I'm going to get hot talking about it. Um, I just know I'm going to go into a little shame, but then I'll pop right out. Nothing will, if you're on the first row, you're safe. Um, blame. How many of you are blamers? How many of you, when something goes wrong, the first thing you want to know is whose fault it is? I'm, like, 
Hi, my name is Brene. I am a blamer. <laughs> Let me just tell you this quick story. So this is a couple years ago when I first realized the magnitude to which I blame. I'm in my house. I have on white slacks and a pink sweater set. And I'm getting ready to go teach. And I'm drinking a cup of coffee in my kitchen. It's a full cup of coffee. I drop it on the tile floor. It goes into a million pieces, splashes up all over me. And the first, I mean, the first two, a millisecond after it hit the floor, right out of my mouth is this, damn you, Steve. <laughs> Who's my husband? Because let me tell you how fast this works for me. So Steve plays water polo with a group of friends. And the night before, he went to go play water polo. And I said, hey, make sure you come back at 10, because you know, I can never fall asleep into your home. And he got back like at 10.30, chatting it up with his friends. And so I went to bed a little bit later than I thought. Ergo, my second cup of coffee that I probably would not be having had he come home when we discussed at 10. Therefore, okay, and let me just ask, because I'm, I'm going to assume that you're laughing with me, not at me. Um, how, many in, how many women in here are thinking, that makes absolute sense? And how many men in here are thinking, oh, that's how it works? Right. And so the rest of that story is, I'm cleaning up um, the kitchen. Steve calls, caller ID. I'm like, hey. He's like, hey, what's going on, babe? what's going on. Um, so I'll tell you exactly what's going on. I'm cleaning up the coffee that spilled all, like dial tone. Because he knows. You're not allowed to laugh. You're here in an official capacity. Um, how many of you go to that place when something bad happens, the first thing you want to know is whose fault is it? Even me, like when I'm, even, even I'd rather it be my fault than no one's fault. Because why, why? Because it gives us some semblance of control. It gives us some semblance of control. But here, if you enjoy blaming, this is where you should stick your fingers in your ear and do the no, 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 no thing, because I'm getting ready to ruin it for you. Because here's what we know from the research. Blame is simply the discharging of discomfort and pain. It has an inverse relationship with accountability. Meaning that people who blame a lot seldom have the tenacity and grit to actually hold people accountable because we expend all of our energy raging for 15 seconds and figuring out whose fault something is. Accountability, by definition, is a vulnerable process. It means me calling you and saying, hey, my feelings were really hurt about this. No, 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 and talking. It doesn't, it's not blaming. Blaming is simply a way that we discharge anger, which is really hard. And blaming is very corrosive in, research, in, in relationships, and it's one of the reasons we miss our opportunities for empathy. Because when something happens and we're hearing a story, we're not really listening. We're in the place where I was, making the connections as quickly as we can about whose fault something was. The last one is interesting. Let me ask y'all some questions. When you are sharing something, I want to do a show of hands, and I kind of want you to look around at the answers. When, someone, when, when you're sharing something very vulnerable and raw with someone, 
how many of you like the person you're talking to to look you right in the eye? Raise your hand. How many of you like the person to kind of look away or look down? How many of you, when you're sharing something really vulnerable, would like the person you're talking to to reach out and embrace you? How many people would like that person to stay physically away from you while you're talking? (laughs) You're the people I would hang out with. Um, Okay. How many of you, when you share something vulnerable, would like for the person across from you to say something back right away? How many of you would prefer that person to stay quiet? Okay, so do you see what happened in here just now? Empathy is not scripted. I can't say, okay, go forth and be empathic. Here's the decision tree. You know, if they say this, do this. Empathy is about being present with someone. And if you're present and engaged and you take the armor off, you'll know what the person across from you needs. But more importantly, if you screw it up and you see in the eyes of the person that you're, you know, who's sharing with you that you've screwed it up, you can go back and say, no, 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 Tim. Okay, wait, I'm just a hugger. I'm here, I'm with you, keep telling me. I wanna know, I wanna, be in, I, I wanna be in this with you. The reason why I think that exercise is so helpful is again, we all need different things from empathy. There are no hard and fast rules about what empathy looks like or sounds like, but there is one that I will share with you from the research, it is. Rarely, if ever, does an empathic response begin with at least. I had a, yeah. And we do it all the time. Because you know what? Someone just shared something with us that's incredibly painful, and we're trying to silver lining it. I don't think that's a verb, but I'm using it as one. We're trying to put the silver lining around it. So I had a miscarriage. At least you know you can get pregnant. I think my marriage is falling apart. At least you have a marriage. John's getting kicked out of school. At least Sarah is an A student. How does that feel? Who said awful? Awful. Awful. But one of the things we do sometimes in the face of very difficult conversations is we try to make things better instead of leaning into... If I share something with you that's very difficult, I'd rather you say, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm just so glad you told me. Because the truth is, rarely can a response make something better. What makes something better is connection. Big thanks to Brene Brown for stopping by. You can connect with her by visiting her website, brenebrown.com. Her Instagram is also Brene Brown, and she has a new book coming out that she co-authored with Tarana Burke. It's coming out next week, and it is entitled, You Are the Best Thing, Vulnerability, Shame Resilience, and the Black Experience. And everything I mentioned, along with the link to the entire talk, will be in the show description. And when you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify Podcast share it or subscribe on your favorite podcast player app and i will see you back here friday so until then stay strong later